Welcome to Bakersfield First Assembly of God's podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon. Good morning. Buongiorno tutti. That means hello, everybody. Can you say it? Buongiorno. Buongiorno tutti. Yeah, everybody. Tutto posto. Everything's all set. Okay? I am so honored and privileged to be with you today. Happy to meet. Uh, although we didn't officially meet, I want to talk to you later. I think I might know some people there in Peru. Uh, but I am so thankful. You know, I have family in this area, but also my stepmother, a uh, long, long time ago when she was a teenager, was in Bakersfield Assembly of God long, long time ago. So um, I remember hearing about Bakersfield Assembly of God even when I was uh, a little bit younger. So this morning I want to invite you to just um, think about what God wants to say to you today. Amen. Did anybody come wanting God to speak to you? Let me see your hand. Yeah. You know, we come into his presence. We come into his house. And I just want you to know, I didn't come to talk about Jennifer. I didn't even really come to talk about Rome, although I'm going to tell you some good things. I came to talk about Jesus and how he changes everything. And when we align our agenda with his agenda... Not him aligning with ours, but we align with his. Some supernatural, awesome, powerful things happen. So I do want to tell you, so I don't forget, that I do have some prayer cards. And if you have prayer cards of missionaries, that prayer is something we all feel. I felt it during COVID while we were locked down in Italy, and I'm thankful for the power of praying churches. And so I just want to say to you, don't take it for granted when you have that prayer card. It means that someone is praying for us, standing in the gap. And when we are weary as missionaries, because we get weary too, sometimes there comes that email or that reminder that this church is supporting you or this church is praying for you, and you look and say to the Lord, Lord, yes, Lord, I know you have this. I will not quit. I will run full steam ahead because that's what you have called me to do. Amen. And so I want to say thank you very much on behalf of all of my missionaries. I do want you to kind of meet my family uh, just a minute. So I'm going to show you a picture of my girls. These are my three daughters. And I shared with the ladies on uh, Friday night, some of you have heard my story maybe a little bit. A lot of you probably haven't. I've been with the Assemblies of God for 45 years. I was married to an amazing Italian husband for 43 years and served in the Michigan District of the Assemblies of God and have been serving as missionaries, co-pastoring the International Christian Fellowship of Rome in Italy for 10 years and serving in Rome in many capacities for about 25 years. I know I started as a baby, so just bear with me. Everybody say amen to that. Thank you for that. Um, but I want you to know that when I tell you today that we're aligning our agenda with God, that he asked me to do the same. I never expected that on June 27th, 2021, the Lord would suddenly and unexpectedly take my husband home to his reward to heaven. I was not prepared for that in the sense of he wasn't sick. We weren't expecting that to happen. Um, but we do a theme in our church every year, and that year our theme was Ready 21. 
And that April, my husband had preached about being ready for heaven. You know, Pastor Nathan was talking about how not until everybody hears, and we want people to know. But I want you to know, I want people to know that when it's hard, Jesus comes through. That's why we go to the places that we go. That's why we stay where we stay. That's why God has called you today to this city, to this community, because you walk through things that only Jesus can help you walk through. And that hope is something we're supposed to share. Amen. And so my beautiful daughters and I, after that June 2021, in November of 2022, we got together and we had a joyful mom and daughter time for a few days. And this picture means something to me because it was the first time in a very long time that we were together without sadness. We didn't come together for a funeral The summer that my husband went to be with Jesus, we lost five family members in about two months. Five years before that, we lost our dads within two weeks of each other. We lost a brother. We lost a grandmother who was like a mother. This, in 2022, was the time we came together for joy. And I want you to know the joy of the Lord is my strength. His agenda still remains true and firm in our lives, in my life. So I want you to meet Jacqueline's family. She is a judge and a lawyer in Kansas. My grandson, Rocco, her beautiful husband, Joshua, Giovanna, and Juliana, and they all love Jesus. Rocco was playing in the worship team this morning. My daughter has written two amazing books, Testifying of God's Goodness, and they are uh, my firstborn family. Secondly, you might know Jessica and her family. She's actually married to Pastor Nathan's brother, Nick. Jessica's with me. Wave at everybody, Jessica. I'm so glad to get to be with my daughter, Jessica. They pastor in Tehachapi, and she's a teacher. And my beautiful grandchildren, Dominic, London, and Lincoln. And I'm so thankful. Yesterday, I got to sit in the hot sun all day and watch football and cheerleading and go crazy. And it was on video. So I was really glad to be there in real life. And, uh, and my youngest daughter, Erica and her family, Peter and Titan, Titan is the terrific, but I will tell you that's because he's four. He was Titan, the terrible at two and we prayed him through it and he made it to four years old and, uh, they love Jesus and they play in the worship band. And I'm very thankful for my daughter's that support the work of the ministry. I also want to show you a little bit about my church. I know that the Lord has brought me here today. He put something in my heart for today and for Friday night and for tonight. But this is a message that I didn't write just now for Bakersfield. I want you to know that. This is a message that I have been using and God has been stirring in my ministry over the past two or three months. Because I have been with a lot of people who have had something in life happen to them like I did. Unexpected. Feels not fair. Feels um, hard to explain. And yet, God is faithful. And we must continually align our agenda with the Lord. So I want you to see what God is doing in Italy. This is a picture we have here 
of our, my preaching team and one of our amazing refugees, Joseph. So on your left, my left, in the gray suit with the yellow tie, that's Joseph. He's from Ghana. He has been with us for a number of years. He came to Italy in search of a better life. It takes him two hours to get to church every Sunday. He's the head of our security team. He makes sure that everybody knows where everybody is and everybody's taken care of. He's the first person to arrive and the last person to leave, and he still makes that trip two hours one way every week. On the far right is Alex, and he is um, a young man that works for the United Nations. He came to Rome for his master's degree and found a job at the United Nations, and he serves as one of our leaders in our church. He has worked with the young adults, the sound production team, and the men's ministry, and now he's on my preaching team and helps to fill the pulpit when I'm not there, and I'm very thankful for him. And in the middle is Bose Bandari. He's one of our Indian students who came for master's level um, studies in Rome on a scholarship. He ended up with a job at the UN. And then he literally miraculously got a visa to travel with me last year and this year. Um, And God called him to full-time ministry. So I want you to understand that when you're giving, we're giving to the next generation of those who will make Jesus known in places that you or I may never get to. And Bose also serves on my preaching team and is a tremendous asset to the ministry. Another picture. This is baptism. I want you to know that we love to do water baptism in Rome too. And I love this picture because Jemima teaches our teenagers. She's from Ghana. She also came to Rome for a master's level. You see people come in search of one thing and then they get a hold of Jesus and it changes everything else. But this is the cool thing about Jemima's story. She was walking with Jesus, but she had never been baptized. Now they didn't tell me you're having baptism next week, but maybe this is speaking to somebody today. We had this big pool that my husband had when we were doing baptisms, but it was a big job to set it up every time we did baptism. And it was leaking and problems, and I couldn't fix it. So I found, through a helper, this much smaller pool. Uh, You know, it's round, and I could stand on the outside, one person on the inside. It's heated. Um, Our walls are very concrete. It can be cold. Jemima came to me and said, I want to be baptized. I thought she was already baptized. And she said, I've always been afraid to get in the big pool or the big lake because I don't swim. And when I saw that you had that small baptism pool, I said, let me do it. And now the teenagers that she's ministering to have watched her be baptized. You see, when God works things out, he aligns his agenda, and we follow along, and amazing things happen. I don't know if we have one more. I think we do. Miracle Girl, I told the ladies Friday about her. I may tell you a little bit more about her tonight, but she walked for the first time during our kids' camp when she had not walked or crawled for the first three years of her life. She is a miracle testimony. Lives are being changed. And lastly, this group picture means so much to me. These are some of my amazing over 75 nations of the world represented. We are a mission church supported by churches 
churches of the Assemblies of God U.S., and yet we also support the work of missions in Italy and in Europe and beyond. And so we know that beyond borders, we're teaching the next generation, this life is not just about you. No matter how you got here, no matter what circumstance you're in, we want you to always be thinking about the next person that you're going to get to witness to. So I wanted you to see a little bit of that. I want to pray. I just have, I have a lot of slides, but I'm probably not going to use them all this morning. Um, I believe God wants to speak to our hearts. I know that you love Jesus. I believe that within everything in my heart. I've been in the Assemblies of God a long time. My grandmother went to be with Jesus at 102, having been ordained with the Assemblies for probably 80-some years. I know what it is to follow Jesus. But I also know that in the last two years, my life took a big turnaround. And I had to say to the Lord, that that dream you gave me when I was 14 and that calling you gave me when I got ordained and that uh, commissioning that you gave me when we left Springfield, Missouri to go to Rome, Italy, you didn't change your mind, God. And so I'm going to align my agenda with yours and I'm going to continue to pursue your agenda, not mine. So, Father, this morning, I pray for every person in this room. I know that you allow us to walk through some things. But, God, I pray today that as they not only give to missionaries around the world, and they are such a phenomenal church who loves the world and loves the lost, but, God, today, may we each come to you once again and say, Lord, however you want to do my life, I want to be in the plan I want to be in the movement. I want people to know that when it's hard, Jesus is with me. When I'm unsure, the Holy Spirit comforts me that the power of the resurrected cross, of the resurrected Jesus is true and it will change our lives. And I pray that your word will make it known in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. It says, now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. It's God who makes us stand firm. It's, I love our church. I love my ICF Rome family of faith, but it is God who makes me stand firm. It is the power of the Holy Spirit, and he has set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. I ask you this morning, every young person in this room, I see you. I want you to know that God sees you. He has called you to your community for such a time as this. He has set his seal of ownership upon your life for such a time as this. And he's going to guarantee a return on the deposit if you will guard the investment. Grandma's in the room. I also have nine grandkids and an amazing family. But I want you to know the enemy is relentless. He's going to push back on us until the day we step into that throne room because he doesn't not only want you and me to miss heaven, all the lives that you're going to touch, that I get to touch, they're not going to hear about Jesus if you quit. So you have to continually say, God, I'm going to guard the deposit 
that you have put within me. I'm going to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart bring life and hope to those in my circle of influence. I believe it with everything within me. You know, we work with university students, and I want you to know that Praveen is one of our Hindu students, that Bose is now having the opportunity to pastor from a grant from the Assemblies of God. Praveen found Jesus in Rome while he came to study, but he sent a Bible link to his family in a remote northern village in India. His friend said, Pastor Jen, it wasn't that they rejected Jesus. It was that they had never heard about him. And now Praveen has said, I found Jesus. I don't have anxiety about my test. I just got a job after I graduated with my master's. Jesus is changing everything. Now his mother, his father, his sister, his grandparents in that remote village in India that had never heard the gospel have heard it from Praveen. So I want you to know when I say I'm going to align my agenda with God, I'm aware that what if I didn't go back? What if I didn't stand firm? I'm going to be accountable, not just for Praveen, but what about his family that didn't get to hear because I didn't tell the one I was supposed to tell. And you're supposed to tell someone. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the promise, the preparation, the pain. I know we don't like that part. The people and the purpose. I want you to know that if you're going to be like Jesus, I have some slides you'll have to track with me if you can, but if you're going to be like Jesus, you have to love like Jesus. Jesus loved the ones who betrayed him. Jesus loved the ones who hung him on that cross. Jesus said, come on guys, let's go do this. And some of them went and some of them didn't. Even the ones Jesus picked, there was one who betrayed him. There was another who denied him. But I want you to know, Jesus changes the way I love people. Jesus changes the way I love people. Now, I'll be honest with you. I have to drive in Italy. I should say I get to drive. Speed the Light gave me a car. I'm so thankful for Speed the Light and the ability to have a car. But I get to drive in Rome, Italy. Y'all need to know how lucky you are that you have these big, wide lanes and everybody stays in their lane between those lines. They don't do that in Rome. You're on a road with two lanes and it's like five lanes and you're lucky if you can merge into number six. And sometimes I honk. And then the Lord, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit reminds me, that's not very Christ-like. So then I, you know, a mad honk is like, man, you're in my way. You about ran over me. A Jesus honk is like, toot, toot, hi, I'm here. Don't run into me. Toot, toot, be careful. Because it's a funny thing, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit has said to me, Don't become prideful and think that everything you do has a reason or a justification. I want your light to shine for me. Now, I'm from Texas and Tennessee, so sometimes I say bless their heart, and I don't, you don't, if you know, you know, okay. (laughs) I want you to know you have to align your agenda with his ways by following his word. Just read the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after him. See, God's word is true from cover to cover, and it's timeless. It changes our life every time we read it. Matthew 6, 33 says, seek the kingdom of God above all else, 
and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. It's easy to pick what's comfortable. It's easy to pick what's easy. It's easy to sometimes, maybe it's not easy, but to pick the lesser of two evils. Like, you know, am I going to take that road that has, you know, crazy traffic? Am I going to take this road that if there is traffic, I'm stuck for the next two hours? But I got to get to church. And I'll tell you, there are times when I'm driving on that road for an hour and I am praying and I am saying, this is hard. I could be at the ball game in Tehachapi. I could be at the ball game watching my little grandson Titan make his first touchdown. I could be at the school in Kansas watching Rocco give his sermon for the Lord or Giovanna or London. But you know what? It's not about what's my agenda. Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And why? Because we have a promise. You know Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, said the Lord. I had pastors who came and and helped me in those first few months as I returned to Rome. And so many said, this is not plan B. God didn't go, oh, no, this happened. Now I got to fix a different plan. They reminded me when you were 14 and God called you. This is still part of plan A. They reminded me when God called you to Rome, this is still part of plan A. The time is now for you to do what God promised. He will give you hope and a future. Hope and a future. And I get the privilege to tell that to somebody like Praveen. I get the privilege to tell that to somebody like Lenora, who came from Cameroon, homeless, didn't have anything, came to our sewing lab and sewed a mask during COVID to make a little money because she didn't have any money. And she found for the very first time that she had creativity. So she put two colors of fabrics together. I will fast forward Lenora's story, but I will tell you now that homeless girl has her degree in business management and fashion design. She got a $45,000 scholarship. She now has her own business, her own fashion house, and she clothed Tarn Wells songwriter for the Grammys. Don't tell me we can't touch one person and see it change a whole bunch of people across the land from a sewing machine. It was the love of Jesus promise of a hope and a future. I want you to be willing to realign with his timeline. You know, God's timeline is very unique. Somebody say amen. I I see the grandmas in the room. I see the ones who you probably are a grandma, but you don't look like a grandma. The ones I saw this morning that are great grandmas who certainly don't look like great grandmas. But I want you to know something the Lord is saying to me as I align my agenda. I got to peek over here a little bit. (laughs) Don't quit. Don't quit. There might be somebody at the coffee shop. There might be somebody at the grocery store. You got these pews here. You have a balcony up there. Nice to see y'all up there. I'm glad you're there. I want you to fill those pews. I want people to come here and say, I'm broken and I need a savior. I need somebody to fix my life. Maybe it's because they played volleyball on Saturday night. But as you let the light of Jesus shine in you, I can tell you that if you're willing, God will use your pain for his glory. I know we don't like to hear pain, but here's what I want you to know from 2 Corinthians 
says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Somebody say amen. Struck down, but not destroyed. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now, I don't know about what you've been through. I'll tell you, I lost my mother to a drunk driver when I was 15. My oldest daughter was kidnapped and kept for over a year, and I didn't know where she was. And the fact that she is restored and whole is a giant miracle in our life. I watch God heal myself. I watch God heal my husband. And then I watch God heal my dad of cancer for 20 years. But I also watch God say, I'm going to heal on heaven's side. I may be crushed down, but I'm not destroyed. I may be perplexed, but I am not going to let go of the agenda of Almighty God. And so I want to say to you, the people, the people, you and others, you know, sometimes we could say it'd be a lot easier without the people. I mean, I got a lot of people, 4 million people in Rome. And I got 75 nations in my church. And I can tell you, we're all different. Some like rice, some like noodles, some like it spicy, some like it calm. It's not about that. God wants us to be fully committed to loving like Jesus loved. And I challenge you like he has challenged me in these past two years. Don't let the battle steal your praise. Don't let the perplexed situations that you find yourself in cause you to sit down or step back. God is saying, stand up and step forward and march into the enemy's territory. And let's continue to be a light for Jesus around this world. Amen. I think you have that slide that says Yahweh, Yahweh. And I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. Because here's what I know. I'm going to make this my theme, I think, at some point. It's actually in a song. I listened to songs and I heard this Yahweh, Yahweh. And I'm like, yes, sir, God, I want your, I want your way. Yahweh. This year we're talking about Jehovah in our church in Rome. He is Yahweh. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Just because someone dies and gets their reward in heaven if they've been walking with Jesus doesn't mean that God doesn't heal. We better believe and come with a miracle mindset that says, like that little Samara, you can heal her, God, even if it's been three years. So today... I want you to stand with me all over this room. I want to encourage you to love the Lord Yahweh with a passionate heart. From the depths of your soul, with every thought and every strength, this is the greatest commandment. And the second is this. We must love our neighbor as ourselves. I have to love the ones who hurt me. I have to love the ones who left me. I have to love the ones who don't know me. I have to love the ones who don't understand me. I have to love the ones who don't speak the same language I do. But let me tell you something. For me, what I've learned, it isn't I have to, it's I get to. It is a privilege. We don't do life alone. You're evidence of that here today. In your commitment to give to missions. But I want to say to you, God is saying, 
don't shrink back. Don't stop because the enemy is going to pull hard to yank that rope out of your hand. And this morning, I encourage you to say with me together, Yahweh, Yahweh. Come on, Yahweh. Yahweh. That means he's Lord. That means I'm less. It doesn't matter if I say, God, you should have done it this way. I want his 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 way in your life. I want his way in your family. I want redemption for your kids. I want redemption for the prodigals. I want the Holy Spirit. I want what we're doing this missions for is not so we can hang banners and get certificates. It's so that someone doesn't end up in the grips of hell and their family destroyed. Amen. I love certificates. I love giving gifts. I love receiving gifts. But I want you to know something. His love makes us care when it's uncomfortable. His love spurs you forward when you'd rather hold back. His love keeps it going when it's easier to quit. His love does bring healing to my mind and my heart. His love brings me purpose when I wake up and go, I'm tired. And he says, go to church and do what I told you to do today. His love brings healing. His love brings a victory mindset. His love never lets go. And his love will never give up on you. I love that. He's Jesus. He's Yahweh. His love will never run out. It never dries up. It's eternal. You cannot outrun the love of God. Men in this room, I had an amazing, strong man of God. I have amazing, strong men in my church in Rome from every nation. But I'm asking you men, level up. Say Yahweh, Yahweh. Yahweh, come on, y'all are good. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm asking you today. Maybe you'd say, Pastor Jen, you gave a lot of information in a short amount of time. I know, women have a lot of words. I get that. But God has one word. It's Jesus. It changes everything. And maybe you're in this room and you've been walking through something and you would say to me by lifting your hand, because the Bible says where two or three agree as touching anything, it will be done in Jesus name. We don't do life alone. I say when I need prayer and people pray for me and I get the victory. So this morning, all over this room, on the count of three, you will lift your hand and say, Pastor Jen, I need more Yahweh Yahweh in my life. I've been trying to do it my way. I've been trying to have my agenda. I don't know what his agenda is, but I want his agenda in my life. I need his help for that. And I want you to put your hand up and I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. One, please don't be shy. God sees your heart. But it's also about saying, I I need more people. I need more people. Two, I want his way in my life. I want more of Yahweh to be in control. His agenda, not my agenda. Last time I'm asking three, I want more of Jesus. Lift your hands all over this building. All over this building. God, you see these hands. More importantly, you see these hearts. And Father, right now, in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ, I pray that we will speak the name. We will lay down our own agendas for our life. We will continually say, God, even when today is difficult, you have a plan and a hope and a future for me. God, when it feels like we don't have enough love or our love bank has been depleted, you're going to pour in a supernatural love 
love into our heart and our mind that is going to cause us to love others the way you love them. Father, I pray for every man in this room that they would level up with their work walk with you, that they would deepen their roots and their knowledge in the scripture, that they would be hungry for the power of the Holy Spirit, and that they would be fully engaged to bring words of life, hope, and love to those around them. God, for the women in the room, I pray in Jesus' name that they will know you have no limits. You have no boundaries. God, you will use their life. I thank you for every walk in this room. I thank you for every age group. I thank you for the youngest person in this room. God, like my little Giovanna at eight that sat on my bed in Italy and said, I feel like God's calling me to be a missionary. And I remembered when God called me. God, let the children know today, whether they're in this room or in kids' church, you're calling them. You're raising them up to set an atmosphere so someone's heart can be open to Jesus. God, for the teenagers that are faced with such difficult turmoil in our society, may today they realize, I'm not going to align my agenda with what the world says. I'm not going to align my agenda with what people say. I'm going to look at the scripture. I'm going to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to align my life with the agenda of Almighty God. And Lord, for those of us that have been around a little while, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you continually, as I've asked you many times, even in the last five years, Father, forgive me when I've tried to make it happen my way, when I've tried to demand that you do something my way. Forgive us. Help us, Lord God, to say, We want your agenda. We'll do everything we can. We'll give everything we possibly can do. I'll give all my time, all my talents, all my treasures, all my dreams. God, I pray in Jesus' name right now that you would send a revival to Bakersfield where lives are changed, where families are restored, and where the church becomes the place that people say that's a place where forgiveness reigns and love abounds and the hope of heaven is stronger than it's ever been. Let not one of us shrink back. Let us step up and be strong in the mighty name of the Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. I know they're going to sing, but I'm going to come down here. And if you want prayer, I'm going to invite any of the prayer partners, designated leaders that need to be here to pray with me. I'd be happy to pray with you as they sing. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will walk up from this place today saying, I'm aligning with you, Jesus. It's not in my might. You are guaranteeing the deposit that you have put into me. God bless you. You've been listening to Bakersfield First Assembly's weekly broadcast. BFA is located on the corner of California and Marilla Way. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. in person and online on Facebook and YouTube. For more information, check out our website, bakersfieldfirst.com, or download our app from the App Store.